Vibe Machine Hello and welcome to the second of our three-part special delving into the artwork for the three main acts on the upcoming Hella Mega Tour. I'm talking about Green Day, Fallout Boy and Weezer. My name's Josh Kiff and this is Undercovers Podcast, where we get to talk to the creative directors behind the most iconic album artwork of all time. The first episode in this series, we covered Green Day. And if you haven't given that a listen, I urge you to. We talk with the three creative geniuses behind albums such as Nimrod, Warning, American Idiot, 21st Century Breakdown, Revolution Radio, and the greatest hitch package, God's Favourite Band. For our second edition, we are focusing on Fallout Boy and the artist behind several of the bands and their solo projects, albums, and artwork is Todd Russell. Now, Todd's full episodes are coming up in season two of Undercovers, but as Hella Mega 2 is upon us now, I thought I'd jump the gun just on Fallout Boy and give you a glimpse behind the curtain to what it takes to make a Fallout Boy album cover. Now, before we jump in, whatever you are listening to this on, iTunes, Spotify, whatever, please give this show a rating and a review and please subscribe as we have a lot more great artists and acts to talk about coming up. Vibe. Machine. But you are responsible for American Beauty, American Psycho, um, Save Rock and Roll, and also Soul Punk. I was really curious about that relationship because it very much is a Pete Wentz vehicle. You know, so when you're doing artwork, are you working with Pete? Is he involved at that level? Oh, yeah. I mean, Pete, Pete for I sure is the, is the, yeah, I mean, he's the creative director of, 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 uh, mm. of Fallout Boy. And, um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of what you're seeing here is kind of a manifestation of what his vision is. And, um, luckily, uh, he had, um, or has a relationship with the photographer who I had mentioned with, uh, Justin Bieber, uh, Pamela Licky. Mm-hmm. So at this point, mine and her friendship had developed. And so when I was able to, uh, kind of piggyback onto working on Fallout Boy albums. It was awesome because, you know, I was able to come up with ideas through between me and her. And then, you know, she had this uh, great relationship with Pete. And so mm-hmm. she was able to then bring those to Pete and we would kind of work that way. As, uh, as I worked more and more with the band, Pete kind of knew who I was at that point. Not only had worked on Fallout Boy and Patrick Stump's uh, solo album, but Pete had a solo side project that he was working on as well with BB Rexa, who's another pop star called Black Cards. And I had art directed a photo shoot with him and her for that. And so um, there was already this uh, relationship. Uh, so he, uh, at that point, he kind of, kind of started to know who I was and some of the creative that we were developing, like I said, it would kind of, there would be these conversations with, between Pamela and Pete and then uh, me and Pamela. And then we would kind of go back and forth uh, about what we, what we wanted ultimately the album art to be. And, you know, with American beauty, American psycho, you know, we knew that we wanted uh, a kid on the cover um, in this neighborhood type of setting. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, 
the makeup artists that we had hired because we were gonna originally the idea was that we were gonna write American Beauty, American Psycho on his face and uh, and right. that was what the album cover was gonna be. So the makeup artist we had hired had, you know, just so happened to she showed we, this was the day of the shoot, she had showed us um a couple ideas that she had pitched for a magazine cover or something else where uh you know was this half of the american flag and black paint mm. on someone's face and they didn't approve it for whatever reason uh i mean it's such an awesome idea you know pete saw it and he was like oh my god that is awesome like this is kind of more so what i'm thinking for the album than than just you know writing type on on this kid's face and we were like, sure, let's, let's, you know, we can always work on both and see what kind of rises to the top. You know, sure enough, we, we, we shot this and it just, that's, you know, what the album cover ended up being. The rest is history. It's, uh, it's, it's yeah. one of those things that, that it stands out. It, it's one of the, you know, and that's one of the things that Fallout Boy have really managed to do their entire career. And, and, you know, like you said, it is Pete Wentz vision. And, you know, I love that album cover, but I, but I really love the Save Rock and Roll cover as well. I love, yeah. I love that photo. I love. I was reading about the explanation when they saw when they saw the photo or or, or put put together. They they instantly knew. I, I guess you instantly yeah. knew as well because it because it, it's saying so much. It's got the the two boys that are the you know similar or, or the same um, ethnic background, but completely mm-hmm. different ones. That one's a real you know rebellious rocker. You know, got smoke coming out of his. You know, had just had his puff of cigarette, and then the other guy's like a monk. So it, it it's got that. Yeah, you know, that, <laughs> I think if you even look at the original photo, you'll see that there was an ACD. The kid uh, that was blowing out smoke uh, was wearing an ACDC T-shirt um, that he was wearing. <laughs> uh, that of course, like you know, there was no way we were going to get permission from ACDC to run that yeah. on another band's cover. Of course, we had to you know Photoshop that out. All the same, like you were saying, it it still works as this iconic, uh, uh, especially for for them, because uh, this was the album that kind of they were on this hiatus uh, for a couple yes. of years at this point, and so you know this was their reemergence back into the pop rock scene. Yeah, and they had to make it pop. They had to do something yeah. different, and it's different. It's one of those album covers that even now it's it's no one's emulated it. No one's tried to do something even close to it. So it. They've managed to achieve what they went out to have something that is going to stand the test of time, but something that is is very unique and and very much them. Um, you know, and then American Psycho, American Beauty, which you've talked about, and then you've got Patrick Stump's solo record. Great songs, but just a different style and a different genre take for him. Was that was that a lot of? It must have been a lot of fun to work on to take someone from one genre and completely mix it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, and and this was like, you know, like I said, with Fallout Boy, a lot of the creative uh, driving was with Pete. And so with this solo album for Patrick, this was kind of like his first time that he mm. really wanted to execute his his vision. The music itself had this very 80s uh, aesthetic and, you know, uh, so coming up with um, the look for that, you know, he had found this artist, I want to say the, the name was Akash Nalani. And uh, somehow he had discovered this artist and wanted to incorporate, he makes these shapes out of uh, orange duct tape and 
yellow neon duct mm. tape. And um, it's very uh, almost like these uh, 2D, 3D illusions, because if you're looking at the, the cover, you know, you're, it's playing with your eyes, but it's all one. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it looks like it's <laughs> photoshopped on there. But no, that that was an actual piece of cardboard uh, with tape that this this artist wow. put together. We photographed him in front of the the New York skyline. And, you know, we had shot this in the, in the day. But that, you know, when we were looking at photography, it, it didn't really fit right and so we i treated the the photo to kind of look um almost illustrated you know i added that the streaks and yeah we you know that we landed on this uh you know digital almost like clock typeface uh it was cool that that album package actually has a lot of i think we used uh like black light ink and i did these uh portraits of patrick made out of uh like digital i think it's like ascii type digital portraits uh it was really, it was really cool, and like the rest of the package was was like this uh, scrambled analog aesthetic that we took a mm. we took one of his photos and kind of messed with it, and um, yes, and uh, yeah, so it it just kind of fit the music, and he loved it, and like I said, this was like his one of the first times that he was really able to to kind of execute his creative vision. Um, mm. as an artist, you know, of course he had plenty of input for, for fallout boy, but you know, as a solo artist, he had, you know, complete yeah. full reign. And so, um, so yeah, this was, uh, I'm definitely, again, you know, I use the word lucky, but, uh, definitely lucky to be, uh, a part of, uh, you know, obviously those experiences went so well with, yeah. uh, the solo side projects that, uh, they, you know, they allowed me to continue to work with them on Save Rock and Roll and uh, American Beauty, American Psycho. Which is so cool because, you know, once again, you get one of these huge acts and you get to have a big part in the second part in their in their history because after their hiatus and they've come back sort of, you know, just as big, if not bigger. You yeah. Know, one, oh, of, yeah. You know, one of those bands that, that are just iconic. So there you have it. The stories behind two of Fall Out Boy's biggest album artworks and Patrick Stump's solo record. And also a little piece of black cards thrown in for good measure. Now, Fallout Boy are pretty unique in their album artwork. A lot of it's done by one-off album designers and often with Pete Wentz heavily involved. So I thought I'd give you what information I could find about all of their other studio albums. Let's start with 2005's From Under the Cork Tree. This artwork was created by Frank Gargiolo, who has also worked on Bad Religions, The Grey Race, Clutch and Everything But The Girl. The title is taken from a line from the 1936 children's book, The Story of Ferdinand. The story focuses on a bull named Ferdinand who would rather sniff flowers under a cork tree than participate in fights. The album cover features a van with a trailer in a slump of snow. This is a reference to a car accident the band had while they're on their way to New York City to film a video for Grand Theft Autumn. And that song comes from their debut album, Take This to Your Grave. And the blue-tinted Take This to Your Grave features the band's four members, left to right, Pete Wentz, Andy Hurley, Patrick Stump, and Joe Troman, sitting on a couch with their names printed above. It's a nod to the classic Blue Note jazz records. Now, the futon in the photograph was actually broken in the middle and contributed to the members' close proximity to each other. And the photo itself? Well, that's taken against a brick wall in what Pete Wentz describes as the worst apartment of all time. 
The photo was simply a promotional one taken during the band's touring and recording cycle. In addition, not every member was keen on having their names printed on the cover as it was very uncommon for modern albums. Pete Wentz used the cover in an effort to reject the notion that the group was all about him and to demonstrate that the four members mattered as a team. Pete has always wanted to create a culture with the band where it was about all four guys and not just one guy, remembered Stump. And 2007's Infinity and High. The album's title is taken from a letter written by Vincent van Gogh to his brother Theo in 1888, in which he describes his renewed health and the positive effect it had on his painting. Originally it was written in Dutch, and van Gogh's phrasing has been translated as Be clearly aware of the stars and infinity on high. Then, life seems almost enchanted after all. Speaking of the title shortly after its announcement in 2006, Wentz stated, As for what that means in relation to the record, we'll just let it unfold when people hear it. While Wentz declined to reveal the relationship between the title and the album's songs, MTV reporter James Montgomery opined that it's not difficult to see it as a statement between the bands rising above detractors and finding strength within themselves. The photography for the album was done by Pamela Litke, who you would have heard Todd Russell talk about as he and her have a great relationship with the band. The sets on the album cover were designed by Todd Felstead, Chuck Anderson of No Pattern designed the artwork for the album as well. A winged sheep named Franklin is depicted on the cover of the album in a bedroom with the moon and stars in the background, while on the inside cover of the CD booklet features tarot card designs with photos of each of the band members. The 2008 album, Folly Ado, is translated as The Madness Shared by Two. And the band commissioned artist Luke Chow, and he chose to focus on the idea of fandom and how some people are willing to take their love or infatuation to levels that are obviously unhealthy. Incredible album art it is as well. Pete Wentz himself took control of the art direction for 2018's Mania and once again utilised the photographic talents of Pamela Licky. So there you have it, the stories and artwork behind Fallout Boy. Next up on our Hella Mega Tour album artwork extravaganza is Weezer, where we talk to the artists behind the Blue Album, Green Album, Red Album, Black Album, and everything will be alright in the end. And I'm talking about artists such as Robert Fisher, Chris Bilheimer, Brandon Reich, Chris McMahon, and Michael Golob. Until then, thank you. Make sure you check out the Hella Mega Tour. Get tickets if you haven't. It's going to be a rock tour to remember. Vibe. Machine.